0: almost live from silicon valley california brought to you by mimosa network it's a dustin and eric podcast show
1: hi i'm dustin and i'm eric today we're on episode number nine troubleshooting and maintenance the whole nine yards all nine yes the, the all nine so today's special guest is art feldman from mimosa support
2: welcome to the show art thanks guys thanks for having me uh so speak to us in russian sure so let's start in some russian I'm not <laughs>
1: sure what's being said, but I'm sure it's something bad. So Art, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do here at Mimosa? Sure.
2: Uh, I've been with Mimosa for a year and I would say uh almost two years, uh be November twenty first. It'll be two years in M- Mimosa. I do their technical support engineer, uh, third tier, and I also do the documentation as well. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I started in um, uh, technical support about 20 years ago for a wireless company called Proxim. Uh, this is actually the third wireless company I'm, I'm working for. Uh, enjoying Mimosa very much. And uh, uh, back before wireless I, I worked for the first PlayStation did the technical support for them back in the 90s and uh, you guys remember the uh, sniffer network analyzer at uh, network general
0: the actual oh, network analyzer the, okay. the actual
2: the actual appliance
0: wow I've seen a few of them but
2: so uh, we, we can actually we can actually analyze the token ring packets okay. and the Ethernet ATM the, we oh, uh,
0: BR bit error rates <laughs> well yeah. some of that, that's part of me. Small part of what that thing could do.
2: Oh yeah, no, the thing was the, the the original actual device cost thousands of dollars. Now you can get it on, on a so, on, on a software basis. Dang. So we went from thousand dollars to available to everyone around the networking world.
0: Just use a, a laptop. Uh,
2: well a, now a now, now that's something. the case. Yeah. Before you have to actually have a device
1: yep, to big, do it. Big heavy. Yeah. So wow. So how many kids so did you fun. have called PlayStation
2: support? <laughs> <laughs> the cool part about the best part about the job was i get to play video games as i was helping customers so it was a pretty cool that reminds me of
1: my last job where <laughs> I, I played games while helping customers although oh, 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 you know you weren't there, supposed to it right? wasn't supposed to be, but <laughs> they didn't care as long as i did my work so yeah. all right so we're gonna go ahead and catch up with uh, eric and myself here so eric what have you been doing over the the past few weeks, you missed the last show. You want to tell us what you were doing the last uh, episode of this?
0: I was out of the country. I was in Russia, <laughs> and I needed an interpreter, so I, I brought Art along. That's in, what he. Was, that's why he was gone about the same time I was gone. From Russia with love. Yes, it was lovely. It's a great movie. Uh, we've been uh, house hunting, up and down. I got to cut my uh, cut my commute in half if I can, and. Uh, and, uh, hey, can I tell you a dream I just I had the other night?
1: You can tell me and everybody <laughs> it's like, else. It's like
0: it was like a a, a thirty second dream. So uh, it's an Alec. I had uh, Alec Baldwin in my dream. So Alec Baldwin's my boss in the office, and he called me over to my desk. and said, Hey, Eric, get over here. I want to I want to uh, give you your performance review. And I said, okay, Alex. So I I go over to Alex's desk and. Uh, and then he, start, he starts up, and I say, well, hold on a second, Alec. I haven't had, I'm very hungry. I haven't had my, uh, my cold cereal. I ran out of milk. I haven't had my cereal. And so I run back over to my desk. I grabbed a piece of chicken, oily chicken, with some napkins. I took a bite of the chicken, brought it back to Alex's desk. And then I'm, I'm, so I'm wiping off my fingers, and they're all oily and shiny, right, my fingers. And then Alec looked at my fingers and said, he said, oh, nice nails. And I said, I'll have to run out of milk more often. <laughs> and then we both kind of chuckled, so it was, it was like a 30-second ch- dream. You mean like three-hour dream, that's what, right? I did. that's what I did the other night. That's what, that's, what, that's how I recall. And for the it. rest of the night, you had <laughs> it was it was 20 seconds. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. You know, if you're house hunting and you need more things to do, you know, maybe you want to write your dreams down. But this one was so good, I didn't have to write it down, so I'm just recalling that for the show here.
1: I always have strange dreams, but I never write those down. So Are you
0: ever going to tell us any? No. You don't want to know no. Dustin's dreams. It's
1: probably a bunch of IP stu- IT stuff, though. It, it, sometimes. I'm
0: just getting you off the hook. I know so, it's not. So,
1: anyway, this last weekend, um, well, hell, it's yeah, what'd you almost do? next do you weekend, so I don't remember. Uh, at least last night, That's not really the weekend, but we went to a comedy club, and actually our, our local Starbucks barista just down <laughs> the parking lot here is a, a comedian, headlined the show. It was really great.
0: Okay. So, moving on. And now it's time for the interrogation room where we answer submitted questions from the audience. Uh, number one, my link is only getting 60 megabytes per second. How can I fix this?
1: Art, you're a perfect person to answer this. you want to elaborate a little bit on a so, oh, few possible
2: answers here? Not to tease Eric, but if, I was, if I'm getting 60 megabytes, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 60 megabits per second, that's another. That's oh, what another, did I say? You said bytes megabytes i want bits thank you (laughs) i want bytes thank you bytes is great uh if i'm only getting 60 megabits per second depends on um what is your what is the link actually set to if you're set to 100 megabits per second and you're only getting 60 then that's fine that's that's per your intent uh if you're if your phi is around 500 600 and you're getting 60 megabits per second then we check the wireless make sure um there's it's it's balanced on both ends, TX and RX, and uh, uh, if we can confirm that uh, you're getting the proper amount of streams, uh, the wireless side looks fine, then we're going to troubleshoot, troubleshoot the Ethernet side.
0: It might be a, a little bit of a roadblock. Uh, you might have uh, maybe in the, in the router some some issues. Oh, okay. There it could can be all kinds of right. Things. I mean, it that can thing. be anything,
2: but you you have to eliminate the variables. Maybe take out take the uh, uh, the system out of its current uh, setup. Connect your laptop directly yeah. to one of your yeah. one of your ends yeah. and, start yeah, like tr- I- and start troubleshooting. Maybe you run an iperf test. Okay. Make sure it's not a anomaly that you're seeing on, on the on the switch or router side, and figure out whether it's a uh, something to do with with from wireless to Ethernet, and then go from there.
1: Exactly what okay. we're going to talk about later on the show. So, <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: uh, number two, can you run through? what each chart means on the cloud management system. Well,
1: this is another perfect one for Art since he's our documentation guy and support guy. So, uh, Art, do you want to run through uh, different stuff on the, the cloud real quick?
2: Sure. I think we can do it as a maybe as a team. Sure. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead so, and
1: do So uh, here's the first one, and this is the, the throughput graph we have. Uh, under the legend, we have throughput uh, upload and download. So it's pretty self-explanatory, but you want to talk about it?
2: Sure. Just uh, um, when you're looking at this graph, just make sure you... you Clearly understand if you're looking at one hour, twenty-four minutes, twenty-four hours, or three months. Uh, what happens is, so via your browser, you're actually it's collecting throughput data every second. Uh, but when it's actually posted to the cloud, which posts every five minutes, uh, for one hour, it's around every ten seconds of data, and it's basically averaged out. Uh, but if you're posting twenty-four hours, it's a it's a longer period of time. So they basically take that information that you're seeing on a on a uh, one-second basis. Average it out, and that's what you're seeing for 24 hours. Three, and if you look at three months, it's maybe 20 minutes of average data. So that right. gives you a little, little bit of perspective of what you're seeing right. when you're looking at throughput.
0: So you'll see a little bigger picture, these, those little amplitude or spikes in amplitude, et cetera. You'll, you'll see it kind ch- of grows.
2: Exactly. It'll, in it'll change. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: So. Every five seconds it, it posts data or five minutes it posts data. I'm not losing any of that data. It just no. takes five minutes to post. It just it
2: updates updates every right. five minutes to the cloud. Okay. Yeah. But it collect, it's collecting it.
1: So our, our next one here is our, our FI upload download rate. And under legend we have upload and download rate. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about this one? Explain the differences between the the upload and download.
2: Yeah, so this this is what kind of concerns me. So if the, if, I, if we get a customer and he's he's having this type of performance, uh, what you're looking at is basically 300 megabits and in one dire, in one direction and 90 megabits in the other, and that kind of reflects in the uh, um, what we're seeing in the in five results. So with when you have an unequal, if when it's not balanced and it's unequal amounts. Um, we tend—that's that's an issue. So what's going on? Is it the interference is a problem? Uh, is it—what um, um, else could be happening is, is maybe you have different uh, transmit rates on one end and the other. Um,
0: you got a C5 here. You, maybe some firmware issues. So.
2: Exactly, right. If one's running a, a one version of firmware, you've got the a is running a different version. Absolutely. Okay. But this would be a concern. So uh, the good thing he- here is that you can actually, um, if you're looking at— 24 hours it's consistent 300 megabits is consistent for that period of time mm-hmm. and it kind of fluctuates for the uh, uh on the in the other direction uh the 24 the three months will give us a better perspective how was it before
0: and how long have, have, has and there was been this inconsistencies on the downlink for it, for a long period? right because you,
2: you're st- it's starting to drop right it, it was it was at a peak part of a point and yeah. now starting to doing a little bit so see it tapering off right on the, on the right side so is the interference growing is, is there some noise in the channel those are those are all all things you want to look at.
1: All right. So on our next one here, we have uh, upload packet loss rate. So uh, you want to talk a, a second about that?
2: Uh, not not really a screen we use too often. I mean, in, in this case, there's really not the percentage is pretty low. Uh, not really any errors or issues. Can you elaborate? The
1: packet loss. Elaborate under the legend that says log MAC drops. Do you know what that is?
2: Uh, uh basically this how it's being recorded by the log.
1: OK. All right, and next here we have Upload Per tab. So if you want to yeah. talk a, a second about uh, Upload Per and what that means.
2: Yeah, so uh, uh, per is basically packet error rate. And uh, uh, the UL is up uplink or um, one direction, or, you know, um, downlink or uplink. Um, so what you have here, let's see, if we look at the percentage, uh, this would probably not something we were going to worry about. Um, and you guys probably already know this. Uh, so we look for around three, 3% Three is an issue. What happens at 3%, uh, basically the modulation rate will change, will go down by the 1.
0: MCS uh, rates are going to suffer.
2: Exactly, exactly. So if we're, if we're looking at a uh, 1.25 at a max, perfect.
1: OK, good. All right, so our next slide here is uh, received signal and noise. So we have average noise, RSSI 1, RSSI 2. Total and max noise. So do you want to go through and explain what each of those are in relation to this graph?
2: Sure. So this is basically we're looking at the uh, the chain one and chain two. Uh, we're probably looking at the uh, horizontal and vertical at this point. So what you, you, you always want a, a larger gap between the noise and your actual performance. Yeah. And why do you want that? Because of SNR. Um, the SNR we want to look for is around 27, 27.5 to 32 dB for maximum modulation rates um if
0: i see over a 24-hour period for this uh this connection uh noise floor is nice and consistent and steady we could pump push that out to the three month tab
1: and see if it uh, remained
2: remained like that the whole uh, absolutely
0: yep Um, yep
2: good idea
1: looks looks decent here so what's the difference between average and max noise then
2: so the maximum noise is the the, the average is basically over over a period of time that it's uh, that's averaged out for you uh maximum noise is what uh what it'll hit at its uh, at at its peak at it's uh right so it's just picking up spikes of uh, interference it's, like on yeah, this graph it, here it, so it's Kind yeah, of up and down. Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's a that's a good point. And that's at 24 hours. So I think if we went to 3 months, then we could see some peaks. We could see some uh, noise peaks in amplitude. And you can. so that would be a more of a steady 3 months. It would smooth that graph out, but you'd see a little blip here and a blip here on on uh, on x-day. Right? So yeah, as it comes, as it comes across, we're, we've got a smooth average, but if we, we stretch that out, we might be able to see some individual
2: right. amplitudes over the weeks. Right, if you stretch it exactly, over the yeah. three months or, yeah. or if you shorten it to one hour.
1: All right, so our next graph here is uh, download SNR, and we have under the legend SNR 0 and 1. So do you want to tell us the difference between the two?
2: Yeah, so what we're looking at here is actually the streams of of going uh, for um, horizontal and vertical direction, um, or actually this, this could be this could be the, uh, we'll need to check if it's the the streams or the or the ch- actual chain itself. Uh, but I think this this is a um, uh, it, it possibly it's the physical chain going for uh, horizontal and vertical.
1: So it looks like from this graph, there at the end of it. They're having a little interference on. Uh horizontal, or vertical, whichever chain that is.
2: Right, right. Um, so also what we can do is uh, uh, for for when we're troubleshooting, if we click on events, we can actually, we, we'll get a better, um, we'll understand if there's a change in channel or if there's a, uh, um, you know, if we, if we if we did a reboot or uh, uh, or any event that actually occurred, they'll give a better.
0: I, I think it, for, in the example too, uh, for this example, actually both, both chains are, are kind of following each other, which is a good thing. Although there's, like you mentioned, there are some uh, additional drops in that uh, that second chain. But uh, overall, we can see kind of a roughly this, this very similar potter, pattern pattern uh, for at least this twenty four hour period example on yeah, this one. Yes, but,
2: right? but when it when it fluctuates, yeah, that's where the event would come in handy because you yeah. know, hey, you did they change the right. channel or did they make any kind of change right. that would that yeah. would lead to that? Okay. Uh, and we'll show events right. in a moment. So, we'll,
1: okay, all right. So the next tab is. Uh, Download MCS and streams. So what's stream and what's MCS? What are we looking at here?
2: Sure. So uh, MCS is basically your, modul- your modulation array. So MCS, uh, anyone want to guess what MCS means? Eight, nine. Oh. Yeah. Modulation, modulation. and code there sequence. sequence. There you go. Yes. So it's moment. basically what modulation rate we're using. And uh, um, uh, we always want nine is the, is the maximum. Um, zero is... You're down in the dirt. You're not uh, yeah. you're not transmitting or transferring packets at that point. Uh so nine, nine is where we want to be. But uh if we're around seven seven to nine, we're still getting good uh, good throughput and good performance. Uh streams is uh so like chains is the physical connection. Uh streams is your data connection. So you can have you can have one chain, but you can have two streams per your, chain. Your
0: horizontal vertical uh, polarity, your for or not, streams.
2: Right, right. For, so the, the chain is the actual vertical horizontal. Yeah. Uh, but the stream is the is the data Just being the full flow. being sent exactly. So in a in a non interference environment, you're going to have two streams. All right, cool.
1: And then we're moving on here to errors, and you have several different errors here under legends: uh, upload CRC, upload retries, upload fail, upload SP errors, and upload LP errors. Do you want to? Just touch a little bit on what each one of these mean.
2: Sure. So, so the SP and LP errors usually you have with interference, or when you have a device like when you have an antenna sitting right on top of another antenna, um, then you have your LP errors. Or if you have um, uh, some other some other interference from other radios next to your next to your uh, mimosa gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a had a customer actually yeah. uh, mentioned a case I had today. Um, if you look, we were examining customers' network. He had 14 clients. Two of those clients uh, were having very poor five performance. So we were looking at what what is he getting for errors. On Under the one that was performing great, he was getting 173 for 20 megahertz uh, bandwidth. Uh, Balance, 173. Yeah, there's a, the, the count of errors he was getting was two, two errors. When we looked at the uh, LP count and SP error count for the one he was getting Performance of seven in each direction. A lot of hits. Twenty thousand count. That's amazing. And the SPLP errors. So we knew exactly that it has to be interference. When we, uh, when we did some troubleshooting, additional troubleshooting with the customer, we found that it was basically he's got other other equipment around his.
0: Yeah, you look look at that client's location.
2: Right. Well, yeah, and he starts he starts to look at it. Goes okay. So so I know the issue is interference. So let me go and troubleshoot that. Uh, the other errors are basically uh, CRC errors uh, check redundancy errors uh, you got your your fail um, so basically what happens is is if it if it can't send if it drops a packet it holds off and uh, um, it'll basically it'll, it'll wait so you're you losing you're losing time so if it's not transmitting then you're losing um, uh, uh, basically it's your jitter and latency will go up uh, and for the another uh, in on the bottoms failed, so it's it's additional retries.
0: Okay, uh, what are the, the preambles that come in with the packet uh, transmissions and that's, So, so the, those, those are initial handshakes and hey, are, are we here? Are we can right. Of, so that's the L C uh, How does that, that work? That's the
2: What's SL. It? That's the uh, that's the other one. That's on the one. That's the SP errors and LP errors. Those are the preamble errors. Those those are your those are the ones caused by interference. All
1: right, and then we have our temperature graph here. That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, you can kind of, and this is uh, not ambient temperature, but this is actual board temperature. So it's more of an in, in,
2: internal internal right. temperature. So it's uh,
0: so, and we're 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 looking at something that's just, uh, like six sixty to uh, to seventy four eighty. Now that's not Fahrenheit. That's centigrade. It's Celsius. So obviously yes. we're looking at an internal uh, chamber or, or inside a, a radio, and we're looking at the ambient uh, uh, temperature on 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 the PC board, and uh, in in Celsius. We're looking at internal temperature on a board, right? This is itself. it's, it's, it's so in
2: the device. It's, it's in the device itself. we It's yeah. not clear if it's the uh, the chips or, is it just or the it's just the board. It's the board. It's somewhere in the. It's board. in the unit. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right, and then one last thing. We talked about events, so I've got a, a short shot here of after you turn the events on, you can kind of see, without mousing over them, you can't really tell what they are, but you can see something's happened where the blue lines are at.
2: Right. Right. So the the great thing with this with this tool is that. Um, uh, like you said, if I mouse over, I can see what the event is. But also, if I highlight a section, it'll blow it up. Yeah. And then I can because because when, when the lines are closer to <laughs> the lines are closer together, it's harder to tell what's happening, right? Even if you can, if you uh, uh, place your mouse over it, it doesn't really know. You don't really know what each line is referring to. So if you blow it up, yeah. you And uh, you can see. A little bit, a little bit better. In,
0: in addition to that, obviously we're on the what the three months. I'm, I'm seeing like May to July, so we're right. on the three months. So that's everything's compressed a little bit here. So that, that well helps. Expand it. Yeah, it helps to to expand it or bring it out. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll move on here.
0: Uh, number three, my radio's Ethernet is at 100 megabits per second. <laughs> How do I fix this? Did I get that right this time?
1: You did. Oh my. So yes. From personal experience, I've found that almost every time you have 100 megabit uh, issues on your radio, it's either because of cabling or even more common that it's the cable ends themselves. Yeah. Because if you don't crimp them, all your copper isn't at all your, your pairs and stuff are at the end of the cable end itself. You crimp that. It might come up. It might pass traffic, but it's not going to link up at a gig.
0: mm hmm yeah, you've got uh, four twisted pairs in there. you got eight conductors. Let's map those out to make sure. You know, we do a physical inspec- inspection. <clears throat> Even outside in sunlight or, or evening, I take a flashlight to the RJ45s and and, and, and uh, expose and, and look at do a. F- just kind of a quick visual inspection. However, you still want to map that stuff out because you, I want to make sure that all eight connectors are are rock are good at uh, one end, and then at, at end A, and then at the other end B. Uh, you know, we we go up to almost up to a hundred meters often uh, for some runs, and you better make sure those uh, RJ forty fives are on board. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I didn't I didn't appreciate how difficult it is to actually crimp the cables until we until. Uh... What was the other video? The, the cabling, video, the cabling video you were in. <laughs> it just takes it
0: just takes one wire. You know, you got pin three. You know, uh, uh, you know, white blue. It's 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 out, and uh, and you get this hundred meg, and so that's the easy part to troubleshoot. Start the simple stuff. Just look at the mechanical stuff. Right. And,
2: go and, from... and, and I mean, don't you agree that that's something that people usually take it for well, we take for yeah. granted because yeah. we think, hey, well, cable should be fine. Uh, you know, I crimped it, should be working just fine. But that's a lot of times that's that even is,
0: pre-made. Pre- that you, is you know, the you, issue. You go online or you go to your uh, local retailer and you grab stuff, pre made jumpers. Sometimes those are bad. Sometimes those are bad. So you can, you and can it's, try to eliminate the
1: simple stuff. It's really easy to screw a cable into if you're not paying super yeah. close attention. And even if you are, sometimes you have one of those copper lines jump over. One another, and you you crimp oh, yeah. it down incorrectly. Yeah, roll it, oh yeah, absolutely. They'll roll. So
0: we've all seen uh, seen a pair that we call it rolling. It'll it'll roll inside there, or mm-hmm. encroach on another uh, pin pin slot, and you know these things pop up.
2: All right, so yeah, just uh, one more comment about the hundred megabits. I think we talked about the the uh, um, um, importance of grounding. Um, so we I, I had an, I had an interesting situ- interesting, interesting situation uh, happened basically uh, once or twice. With a customer, uh, did not he was using a surge arrester, mm. like a, like, a, like one of our NIDs. Oh yeah, uh, but he didn't have it grounded. Mm. So the and he was getting 100 megabits. He th- so his conclusion was that we basically cannot work properly with a uh, with a surge arrester. But once once he actually grounded grounded the unit and because uh, his he did a great job of actually grounding all his radios. He did you know he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. but the uh, uh, but the NID itself or the surge arrester was not grounded.
0: So the, the, the connectors were okay, the, the wires okay, and they inserted a NID or a, a protection device uh, and and then had to eliminate stuff because he goes, why am I still at 100 meg?
2: Right, right. So he eliminates the NID. He sees, hey, I'm getting a gig now.
0: And then he puts the NID back in.
2: Right, and that's why he thought we don't work properly with, with surge arresters.
0: And even checking the jump, jumper or the other thing coming out of the NID didn't, didn't matter. Um, once, a, once an X NID was in place, it got the 100. Yeah. Also, um, oh, just that discharge uh, or that potential maybe buildup inside the NID, uh, and that stuff wasn't being pulled to Earth. It was causing a yeah. negotiated a 100, 100 meg negotiation. It was
2: happening at both ends, exactly the same, same oh, same wow. hundred megabits. Interesting. So okay. Right. Just just something to troubleshoot. Okay. okay. Very-
0: Question number four: How often should I inspect my tower installs? What should I check?
1: Okay, so I'm going to start off with that. We're not professional tower inspectors. that's right. So everything we say here is our own opinion. Please do not hold us to that. Uh, Many people will have many different answers, and those aren't official either unless it's an actual tower inspector. Part of the first question here is how how often should I inspect? So in my opinion, you should inspect Mm. at least every six months to a year unless there's a major occurrence, like a, a major storm that comes through. Because even if you took a hit, and none of your stuff goes down, that doesn't mean that something didn't happen. So you can go out and check and see if the light is still working on the top of the tower, if it's uh, something that's taller than 150 feet. If it's not, then you know the, the tower took a hit. You should check your surge suppression stuff and make sure that it also didn't take a hit because some of that stuff fails where it it will fail and not protect your equipment anymore, but it will continue to function. So after it takes that hit, it's not going to take another hit, uh, because if it does, all your stuff's going to get fried.
0: Fu- uh, f- fuel in the backup generator. That's right. Good. Uh.
1: So uh, this comes back to what should I check for. So just your stuff in general. You should check your cabling. Uh, you should check your LMR cables. Make sure they're still sealed up or not damaged. Uh, check and see if your your dish mount is loose. If, if things have gone down and your dish has turned sideways, then you know for sure that it was loose or came loose. So make sure they're, they're tight. Um, Check for, you know, bite marks or cracked cabling, and then even inside the building you want to check and make sure everything's grounded, there's no loose uh, lugs or anything like that, because if you've got a ground wire that's not terminated, you've got what's called a floating ground, means it's not grounded at all, all of your stuff's going to build up ESD. And potentially fry everything.
0: If you got a little, uh, you know, so you've got a little telecom shelter up there. You're not you, more than likely you're not the only one that shares that space. So right. look at your uh, bundles as they come into your rack or whatever you got set up there. So if somebody things get bumped, there's also big lots of coax in there. There's there's different things. Hey. Uh, you mentioned uh, check for the jacket, and and you really want to check. For the jacket, rodents uh, love plastic and PVC and pipes, and they, li- they love the, the d- jackets that are in all copper wires and stuff. They'll, they'll just chew, chew, chew. Right. And so you really want to, if you have an intermittent problem, you know, you look at, at some of this stuff.
1: All right. Uh,
0: number five. Numero five. I'm starting a WISP thanks to your show. So where do I go to learn about design, installation, Troubleshooting, etc.
1: So, Mimusa has a, a lot of great tools to help you out. We have our design tool. We have all of our documentation that Art painstakingly keeps updated as best he can. Uh, we have our community page where people go and ask for help, get answers. Uh, there's also a great organization out there, WISPA, who have uh, shows in October in Las Vegas and then in the early spring, late winter time. Uh, in the Midwest, in different areas, they have lots of training. Lots of people that are there just like you, people who've been through the same stuff that you're about to go through or are going through right now, that are more than willing to help uh, design or help you, you know, discuss, uh, go through troubleshooting with you. Uh, again, there's plenty of training courses at these events that you should go to, and it'll help you start your network. It's not going to help you 100% because a lot of this stuff you're going to learn while you're actually doing it. Unless you're just a professional, you've done this a lot. But this show isn't really geared for that. It's geared for those folks who've never done it before starting out. So it, it's a lot of good info. And then they also have some Facebook pages where people are more than willing to share their opinion about certain topics. So it's up to you to decide if you want to listen to opinion or not. Uh, This is a WISP talk and WISP pics on Facebook. So uh, I see new members on there all the time posting, you know, they're just starting out. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people who respond back and, you know, talk about their own experiences and share their own opinions on things. Mm -hmm. So feel free to check that out because it's really a good place to start.
0: Number six, I have partial Fresnel zone blockage because of trees. Can I still have a reliable link? Well, Eric, like you,
1: like, you like talking about Fresnel Zone. you want to talk about this? Uh, like,
0: uh, sure. Uh, ideally, we want line of sight, LOS. We want direct line of sight with no obstructions locally uh, out in the field mid, midway or at the other end of the link. Uh, however, sometimes we do get, uh, we do have a blockage of trees. Um, I had a, a five gig, uh, you know, mile and a half, uh, five gig link, C5 on one side. And uh, we kind of changed out the radio and put a, uh, some more gain, a, a little better antenna, and bumped it up a little bit. But the Fresnel zone's there, so the client, for example, uh, was is still experiencing some, uh, some errors and, and such. But um, she also uh, under I, I explained it uh, what was going on, and then she loves you know, the service is great, and she, she loves the uploads and the downloads, and they do they do uh, they do VoIP and they do. Uh, a Skype thing so they need that video and they need the quality for upload as well but the speeds but she'll get it she's gonna get out there and have somebody like trim the trees and so on and I, I guess this also depends on what part of the spectrum you're in so we're at um, we're at uh, this is say 5 gig mm-hmm. that's gonna be a little uh, it's gonna be more noticeable as we go up in the spectrum say 10 11 etc 24 right and then it does the uh, little bit opposite effect for foliage and, and blockage as we go lower in the spectrum.
1: Uh, like 3.6 or 2.5, 2.4, yeah, 900 megahertz. So that separately you know. kind
0: of can burn through a certain amount of thickness you know, in trees and stuff. Right.
1: But, uh, All right. So uh, we'll move on here to today's main course, troubleshooting and maintenance. Mmm, <laughs> the meat and potatoes of everything that you've come to listen right. to. So uh, we're going to start off here with uh, troubleshooting. So the first thing that you need to check if you're using the Mimosa Cloud is check your cloud data. Uh, it has a lot of good data, which we went through earlier with Art here, about all kinds of things for access points, backhauls, and client radios. So each of those are going to be a little different, They but they each pretty much have the same information. But it's definitely the first thing you should check because you've got your one-day data, you've got... or. Yeah, your one-day data, your one-hour data. Uh, if you're a Cloud Plus uh, subscriber, you have three-month data that you can kind of look at and compare. Um, so what do you think, Art? Do you think checking your cloud data is the first step?
2: Sure. I mean, uh, just to get an overview of what's currently happening, I think that's a that's a great place to start. Uh, again, it's, it's doesn't update... Uh, it only updates every five minutes, so right. it's not as accurate as actually going through your, uh, your user interface.
1: Right, but it, it'll at least show you if something's changed. Absolutely. Because you might not remember what your UI, your, your spectrum looked like before, right. but you'll at least see changes every five minutes on your graph. And
2: you may not be on site. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. You can do this at any, where at, you know, if you're out a McDonald's or uh, uh, if you're at yeah. a you know, if you That's just... Cool out of the movie or something and uh, want to check what's going on, you've got the cloud that uh, you can utilize.
1: Right. And so the next thing you should check since you already have cloud data or if you can log into the UI of your radio is the spectrum because you never know when somebody else has moved into the area or somebody else has changed frequency on their equipment and either doesn't mean to or does mean to interfere with you. You can use our, our real-time spectrum analyzer to, to see that change on your radio so you can effectively move the channel if there's spectrum available. Sometimes in some countries you really don't have any options Mm -hmm. regardless of what channel you're on. So it's a good indicator if uh, you need to change your channel or not or even to a different type of equipment with different frequency. Absolutely. So
2: we recommend that you actually click select the combined view.
1: Right. That way you can see both the the access point and the client or clients depending on what system you're looking at. Yep. All right, so the next thing is to actually go out to the site and check your physical installation. Uh, this is a ta- you know, accounts for towers and houses and commercial buildings. depends on where you're having the trouble at. But go out and make sure, like we talked about earlier, that your dish hasn't moved or somebody hasn't put a dish right on top or below or next to yours. You're just looking for damage or just any kind of change whatsoever, so cracked cabling... Uh, water in your LMR cables, which is really, really common, especially if you don't use mastic tape or you don't seal your LMR uh, connectors up very well. Uh, you'll see definite drops in signal or a complete drop of your link if it rains. So there's lots of things to go out and actually look for if you can't determine what might have happened with your cloud data or even if you have determined what it is and you have to go out and physically check what's going on. So there's a lot of things you can do on site to check that out.
0: I think it even, and on the, the same note, uh, if you're checking your cables, let's say RF jumpers, can even, uh, any you, you have a known issue, you're, you might even be dialed into uh, your UI while you're up on a tower up there. You're looking at the radio. Uh, you could swap your uh, cables. You could swap uh, swap the positions on the connectors, right. and see if that uh, issue follows as you swap. And then uh, and then you'll look at the the jumper, and I'll be darned if there's some uh, water ingress or or a bunch of water pours out. And
1: hey, maybe that was the uh, <laughs> issue. <laughs> well, if it's the water pours, pours out, it. that's it's not a maybe. That's it's <laughs> pretty much your issue. <laughs> that's a hey, problem. That's or wanna... one of your many issues. One of
0: your many ish- potential issues. Yes.
1: All right. So the next thing it for especially client locations is make sure your customer hasn't screwed anything up. Um, hopefully it's not this bad where their house is on fire, but it's my house. You never know. Oh my gosh. Art, what did you do wrong? So there's plenty of common, you tell me there's plenty of common things that happen out there. So customers, if it's a POE indoors, they unplug it, plug it back in wrong. Or I've seen where they actually take the outdoor cable and just plug it into the back of the router because they don't understand what they're doing. Or they plug the WAN cable into router port one through four. You know, there's all kinds of different things the customer can do, and it's a lot easier to try and talk to him over the phone before you go out there because you uh. end up spending money on truck rolls. But it's inevitably going to happen that they mess something up, and that's what's going to that's what the issue is going to be, especially at, if it's a micro pop or a mini pop location. Uh, oh. They technically have access to that equipment because it's in or on their house so who knows if they took a weed or a lawnmower and ended up you know cutting some cables or something like that so it's good to check on that as well and then some basic things here is to check and or replace one thing at a time so when i'm troubleshooting an issue i start at the very end of the chain where the problem is and I work my way back one step at a time or one location at a time mm-hmm. to see where I can find where the issue is or where the issues are. And you'll always find your problem that way as you go back. You go to a tower site, slow throughput. You know, you plug into the, the backhaul coming in. You make sure you're getting good speed. If you're not, you go to the previous tower or location and do the same thing. And you just do this over and over again until you find where the problem is. Uh, this slide here has got some pretty good... Uh, advice on it uh always start with simple things is it plugged in uh change one thing at a time and then double check the effect uh so just don't do multiple things at once or you're never going to know exactly what the problem was and i have a bad problem of doing more than one thing at a time but you know Mm -hmm. it's hard to change your ways
0: you said reverse any changes does that include like maybe a firmware yeah, exactly.
1: So if light. you go out and you plug something into a different port, things get worse. Then you know to re, you know to revert that change or firmware upgrade. If you upgrade or downgrade something and it starts acting worse, then you know to revert that change.
2: Yeah, but you make a great point though. If you if you're if you've done too many things at one time, hard to go back and revert. What are you reverting? Everything. If you you remember, have to revert everything. If you everything. can't remember what you did, then and that's but if you do it one at a time, then it's much easier to. Take a step back, and, and then, uh, that's
0: and that that's a that, that brings in another point. That's a good point. Also, you might be solo. If you have two or more people working on or troubleshooting something, then that's where the communication comes in, right? right. And you you get on your, your your radio or you you get on your phone and, and say, "Hey, don't touch this. I'm going to touch the blue wire. Stand by a second, and then and then you tell them what you want out of that, or if anything, they'll let you. They'll tell me if something changed. Okay, now I'm going to go to the red wire." anything change and anything that changes you report back so you make sure the communication in the, in the oh, circle the, uh, of the team is, is I had the way. pleasure of watching you
2: guys work yeah. and that's exactly how you guys do it you mm-hmm. guys communicate our, very well together
0: our work is very pleasurable
2: <laughs> yeah. I had wow. the pleasure <laughs> your work was was decent
0: <laughs> decently pleasurable
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so <laughs>
1: moving on to uh, maintenance uh, yeah
0: we started to drop off a little bit I'm just picking it back up baby yeah
1: yeah <laughs> So moving on to maintenance here. So, uh, is that this, a box of diapers in the picture? It okay. is a box of diapers in the picture. All right. So check your cables. <laughs> if you have a nice and neat server room or tower shed or whatever, it's going to be a lot easier to check your cabling than you just have a bunch of cables kind of strode everywhere, just going wherever you want them to go. It's easier to trace out a problem with, you know, labeled cables and, eas- you know, ran cables in a, a tray however you're going to do it just make sure they're organized
0: labeling 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 um, and, and both ends of a, a copper or a fiber conductor all that low voltage of audio video satellite uh, IT label both ends and we also want to make sure that somebody else not a family member or maybe a family member that's technically savvy or the next technician that might touch a wire three years from now can read the can read the label uh, and you want to do plain, uh, you know, just plain language, and no, no hieroglyphics, no weird symbols. But if it's, you know, so it's master bedroom, you might uh, abbreviate something like MBR or master bath, M bath, to save space. Wh- or however you do it, just make it plain and simple to read for the next guy that's going to go in and touch uh, the, the wires
2: one word of advice just leave some kind of a legend to show why to, to, yeah. to understand why Art it's been... legend
0: <laughs> actually uh that's a that's a great point too we, we uh i was with a company and we left documentation on site for the family for the commercial uh, property uh, the folks in the building uh, and for the, the future text going in and we had a, it had, we updated the sleeves in the in the binder and there's block diagrams, there's multi zone this and that and, and so on. And you could go in there and actually go, Oh, I see. Uh, and you put it together. If you made changes, you made it you put the date on the change. So you're gonna oh is that wire put in there seven years ago or is that the thing that uh, bill touched uh, last tuesday uh, you know so you you kind of keep it you keep it flowing it's a living uh, a dock Absolutely. If, if you yeah. if you go to those extents but we, we just want some kind of uh, labeling and consistency
2: this reminded me of a previous company previous company this this uh, our service room almost looked exactly like this and <laughs> which right one yeah. the one with the diapers or, or the <laughs> other one uh, the one on the left <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> so what they did was they put they actually put all the they put all the information on the blackboard but chalkboard? No, it wasn't a chalkboard. It was. It was <laughs> blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a board, so you can you know it was you, you can uh, yeah. you can erase it, which is okay unless someone actually erases it. Uh, so some of the information was starting to fade, yeah. and they yeah. used acronyms, so it was very yeah. hard to understand what there was, and nothing and nothing else was labeled. Uh, most so techs
0: love acronyms too, but you, gotta, you gotta, yeah. they so, gotta make some sense, right? So we yeah.
2: came in, we had to basically redo, re- recreate the wheel because we okay. didn't know what, yep. what what everything meant. I have to
0: retone stuff out. You know, there's a bundle of 24 blue wires right there, and they're all <laughs> they're all the same cat flavor. And so, uh, you know, KF5, E6, whatever it is, 7, and, and they're all the same flavor. So it. You're, you, you know you gotta you're gonna have to go in there and tone wow. yeah you go in there and tone everything out and relabel everything and, and so on yeah. there's a lot of work right, right. It's, it's some time consuming stuff that can you know, they might have to get up to
1: right so real quick before we move on to the next slide is uh check your cables check for cracks check for fading if you have cracks and fading that means you're not using outdoor rated cabling uh, or you're using a certain vendors uh, first gen of cable and you should probably replace that immediately so uh won't name names here but I'm sure everybody who listens or sees this knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Check for chew marks. Uh, You know, that's signs that you should probably uh, put your cable in a conduit because you have some kind of roten that's trying to eat your cable. And then check for kinks because it's really easy when you're pulling cable that it kinks up. And Mm -hmm. that's going to end up either... uh, breaking the copper or fiber or it's going to make it weak where if it's, it's been again, it's going to start snapping uh, the copper or the fiber and it's definitely going to cause you issues down the road if you don't Some pay hair. attention to that or, you know, if you don't replace that when it happens,
0: and for fiber, f- uh, look at fiber. That's especially you got to especially be careful with uh, optics uh, because these little pinches and bites, you know, may, uh, can cause events down the line. And we'll put a we'll put a a, 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 a TDR or an OD or whatever whatever OTDR uh, unit in. And uh, and we'll see these events go out go out over the line. You can you can and sure enough you can go down uh, you know uh, 315 feet in on that piece of uh, fiber and and there, there's a pinch there or something. And a- another thing with uh, with wire and cable maintenance, uh, you'll see a lot of uh, Velcro uh, strips uh, being used and you see zip ties and things like that. And let's take fiber. You don't want to put a zip tie even if it's barely pinched uh, tightened down uh, right on a, a fiber piece. You're going to want to uh, put some protection over the fiber maybe some uh, a little roll of velcro and then you can kind of put the zip tie over the velcro that uh, contains the the fiber or keeps it managed and and such Uh, and I have have a grounding note on here too you see the ground wire in the left picture up there is that ground wire Mm -hmm. now technically uh, let's say we have uh, eight pieces of gear in that 19 inch rack I'd say it's a six six foot rack. You get a lot of rack space. Get a lot of uh, spaces. Um, you're going to want. This is how you. This is how you bond these things and check for your local regulations. But you actually take a pigtail off of that CPP, that copper patch panel there, and that Nettonic switch or whatever micro th- whatever you have. Each one has a ground terminal on each device. That just includes copper uh, uh, patch through panels as well. Each one takes a short light sweep pigtail from the back of the device at the ground screw point to the rack and then the next guy below at the next device, has the same thing. Each guy gets a little short pigtail that bonds to that 19 inch rack. From the ra- 19 inch rack will go then to earth. So we all have common bond points to one rack and then mm. go to earth and we don't loop anything. You don't go from this switch with a pigtail to this switch is keep looping it down. We want individual bond uh, points that are bonded to our rack so you you don't want to daisy chain your equipment you don't want to daisy chain your your bonding
1: so uh next is that you want to check your antennas so these are the antennas the connectorized antennas or even the integrated antennas you have on a tower or a commercial rooftop or even again a residential rooftop especially if it's a, a mini or a micro pop location uh check your lmr cables uh Check your, from your mastic, make sure it's still sealed up well. Check for cuts or any kind of breaks in any of your cables or LMR cables because even though they're outdoor rated, if they've been in the sun for 10 years, you know it's probably going to see some, some fade or some wear and tear on it. Um, you want to check for any kind of apparent physical damage to any of your antennas or cabling going to it. And then you might want to check inside of your radome. Mm-hmm. so uh for those watching you can see this uh gif of acorns falling out of this uh dish when they pulled the radome off i was wondering yeah, this, what that was <laughs> this is
0: the infamous hey the squirrels squirrels dropped uh, squirrels dropped acorns inside the, our radome but actually I, I read more on this this I, I saw this about eight years ago and actually what uh, happening here is they determine woodpeckers I put these uh, these nuts inside this radome, and because and they looked at the front of the radome, and there's large chew and pecked out points, right? Squirrels aren't pecking and, and mm. putting big holes in pieces of metal, generally, right? So, Woody woodpecker. was you know, uh, was so Woody. Here. So it's a. They've determined it, it, it was a woodpecker that opened up did multiple openings, and then they started just stashing. Now, the rates per the, the nuts per pound rate here. <laughs> I don't know how long do you, I don't know how long it
1: took for so, uh, was it the whole
0: wood, woodpecker family or was it a single woodpecker <laughs> over the course of 12 and a half years we don't know yeah. So but they said a,
1: there was over 50 gallons of acorns and it was 300 plus pounds extra weight on the dish so Pew. You can tell that at least the dish mount held up to the extra yes. weight on it. So I wonder if the,
0: I wonder if it, uh, it once uh, how long the link was it, if it stayed up or if. It, no, the link it actually went down, went down. Yeah. And, and thus the truck roll.
2: Right. Investigation. Yeah, poor woodpecker, all that work. Look at that. Done. It. Done. Done. It. Hey, the woodpecker's <laughs> on the ground right now with his mouth
0: <laughs> the beak open. He's uh
2: What are you
1: guys doing? <laughs> no, all, all my work. No. All my work. All right, so uh, Mr.
0: Woodpecker is looking at Mrs. Woodpecker and honey, get this on tape. You know, she, the Mrs. Woodpecker's got the. She's got an iPhone 3S, you know, the woodpeckers, and uh, she's filming
1: this. (laughs) That's old, man. All right, so the next thing, uh, since you're already at the tower site, is uh, what we talked about earlier. You need to check your towers, or if you're on a rooftop, check your rooftop for anything. You want to check for missing bolts or nuts. Uh, You want to check for any kind of rust. Yes, Art, I know that your mind's in the gutter now. I'm sorry go on <laughs> is it? Uh, art where
0: is your mind right now
1: <laughs> check for cable damage again which is what we talked about check your ice bridges uh check for trip hazards check your grounding there's all kinds of things that you need to check at your tower sites even if you don't own the tower it's still good that you inspect everything yourself because not everybody's perfect they're going to miss something or the tower owner doesn't care, and they haven't been there to inspect their site in three years. Yeah. So it's good to always check every time you're there for cable? any kind of problem. Is that a cable run? What, uh, what is that?
0: It looks like it's so old that there's a cable run, There's yeah. vines oh going up. It looks like they're so old there's vi- I don't know what Wow.
1: Is. Right. Yeah, this tower is a pretty, o- uh, oiled.
2: pretty bad. Yeah, so there's, a, there's an issue. Wow. <laughs> Small issue.
1: And the last thing is check your batteries. So if you have a tower site, or a rooftop site, or even a house site, you almost always will have a battery backup system. And if you don't, you should think about putting a battery backup system in so your system will never go down. But you want to check your batteries uh, every year at least, even though you're probably good for a few years. Uh, Check See if it's charging or if it still has a charge. Because if you don't have any kind of monitoring system on your batteries, you won't know that they're not working until you lose power there and your stuff goes down.
0: It's a, it's also a good practice when you install a battery. There's a date code on all these all these uh, batteries, regardless of the uh, the chemical uh, uh, the, the chemical consistency. Uh, or the chemicals in the uh, the battery itself, but there's a date stamp, and it's kind of hieroglyphics. You got to go to the manufacturer to figure out when that battery was uh, put together. But what you want to do when I when we install a battery, we're going to put the date on that that battery, and then you can go back and if you as you inspect, uh, and then there's gases that come off of some of this stuff, so you want uh, proper ventilation when you when we're le- talking about back battery backup and e- etc. Um, but you want to you can also put a load on these guys and test them under actually. A load, uh, and see how they perform, and see what uh, see what uh, what's left in the battery itself. Is it still good? Is it uh, we need to swap this thing out and right. so
1: forth. You also want to check for corrosion, corrosion on terminals, right? Yeah, and then you want to check for any kind of burns or any kind of cable that might look like it's starting yeah. to melt or melted cable. In uh,
0: def- deformation of the, uh, of the of the of the housing, and right. You always use the the proper uh, terminal, the ring terminals, or whatever you do, and the proper uh, wire gauge to handle the load. Uh, the current uh, draw and the loads uh, that these things are under.
1: So this picture here, we've got what looks like an exploded battery. So what do you think might have caused that, temperature or or what? I
0: don't know, load and heat and no, no ventilation. Yeah, no ventilation. Maybe got, got it overloaded and blew it. It warmed up. Those chemicals will get nice and toasty in there. All
1: right. And then moving on to our, our last thing, tech tip of the week here. Uh, so our tech tip this week is is when you unlock a pair of backhaul radios or any Mimosa radio, make sure they are unlocked to the same network. It's really easy for somebody who has multiple networks to unlock a backhaul link, one on one network, one on the other. If you, If they're not unlocked to the same network, you're not going to see both radios in that particular network cloud. So it's going to say that the link is down or it's up, but it's not receiving data from the other end. Then, if you go into the other network, then you're going to see the exact same thing for the other radio. So, just make sure that you unlock them both to the same network. If you don't, you can always move it from one network to another to help correct that as well. So, uh, how often do you see this uh, in support art?
2: Actually, um, customers actually do a pretty good job of unlocking to the same network. Uh, we get we, we do get this on occasion, and uh, uh, what sometimes happens if you unlock with different email addresses, hmm. uh, same name a different email that will that will get you every time so
1: all right so uh that's the end of the show this week so uh real quick recap we talked about troubleshooting and maintenance so we went through cloud data uh, including checking your spectrum we talked about checking your physical installation uh making sure your customer hasn't lit their house on fire uh, and replacing one thing at a time for troubleshooting and then for maintenance we talked about checking your cables your antennas your towers and rooftops, and your batteries. So next week, or on the next episode at least, it's going to be podcast number 10. Where we're actually talking to a wisp, and we're going to go through and we're going to grill them about how they set their network up, how they do their routing, how they do their troubleshooting and maintenance. Everything we talked about in the last nine shows, we're going to make those mm. guys answer on the air here. All right. That way you know exactly what these guys went through. It's not going to be the same thing for you usually, but it'll be a good, you know, point, good thing to listen to, to listen to what they had to go through to get to where they're at now. Uh, if you have any questions you want to ask these guys, uh, it's a secret right now. I can't tell you who they are, but if you have any, you know, particular questions, feel free to email us at podcast at co. Uh, also, you can see our previous shows, uh, of course, on YouTube, Uh, We've also got plenty of other good videos we've put out. Uh, Eric and I are always busy doing those kinds of things. So, Art, really appreciate having you on the show. Thanks, Uh, thanks for speaking some Russian for us. Feel free to say bye in Russian. You know, I have no idea what that is. So, (laughs) до goodbye. (laughs) All right,
0: thanks to our crew Ian and Mike for putting it all together too. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks, Art. All right, We'll catch you guys guys
1: next time on the next show. Thanks for watching. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.